G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, it's a Tuesday, which means we're joined as ever by Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. There's worrying times in the Middle East at the moment. Russia's escalating activity in Syria. There are tanks and offensive weapons being shipped. The US is protesting, but that doesn't seem to be having any effect. Yeah, this is becoming quite precarious. We've, it's been a tragedy for years, the situation in Syria. Uh, but all the prospects for a, a major war are beginning to take place. The Pentagon in America has now tracked a total of 15 Russian Antonov 124 Condor flights into Syria from Russia. And according to the latest intelligence, this includes the arrival of uh, two more Russian cargo ships containing, of all things, tanks. Up until now, it's been considered that Russia has sent defensive equipment into Syria and even some humanitarian supplies. Uh, But now it's pretty obvious that the Russians have offensive operations in mind. The defence official briefed on the latest satellite photos along the Syrian coastline said, this is the largest deployment of Russian forces outside the former Soviet Union since the collapse of the USSR. And to say the least, the Americans are not happy. But it's interesting to note that Russia is using an air corridor over Iraq and Iran to fly their equipment into uh, Syria. Moscow's military build-up in Syria, where the Kremlin has been supporting President Bashar al-Assad in a a four-and-a-half-year civil war, adds a new friction uh, to their relationship with the U.S. Uh, American diplomats raised the issue of the increasing Russian flights with the Iraqi government back on September 5, hoping that the Iraqis would follow Bulgaria's example and declare their airspace off-limits to the Russians. But a spokesman for the Iraqi Prime Minister declined to comment over the weekend and said that they're not concerned about Russian flights and uh, they're not going to be taking any action. Uh, so it's building up, and uh, it's building up in a big way. When, when Russia warns the US of unintended incidents in Syria, what, what, does, what do they mean by that? It doesn't sound very good. Well, I, I mentioned that I think last week or the week before, I'm concerned about the Australian Air Force. We're going in to fight ISIS, and that, on the surface, looks to be a good thing. Uh, But the Russians now are calling on all the nations of the world to come together in Syria to fight ISIS. But really, the Russian presence in Syria is to defend Bashar al-Assad, propped up by the Iranian regime. And that could lead eventually to a confrontation uh, between the Allied forces and the Russians and the Iranians, creating what may grow into become uh, World War III. President Obama warned Russia against doubling down on sending support 
for Bashar al-Assad, and he called the pursuit a mistake. Moscow claimed its increasing military presence is part of an international effort to defeat Islamic State. But there you have the scenario for unintentional incidents to take place, and that's what Putin has been warning Obama about. Uh, the Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, said you cannot defeat Islamic State with airstrikes only. And so the fact is, Russia has boots on the ground. He said it's necessary to cooperate with ground troops and the Syrian army in the most efficient and powerful ground force to fight ISIS. And Secretary of State John Kerry lashed out at the Russian presence in Syria, warning the recent build-up could lead to a bloody conflict. And I agree totally that that's very likely. Which doesn't really fill us with confidence when we find Iran has announced the discovery of vast reserves of uranium. That's the last thing you want to hear. And it's been discovered moments after the agreement has been reached uh, for the uh, the deal on the uh, nuclear weapons. They don't have to buy uh, uranium anymore. They've found vast uranium reserves. Uh, the spokesman, uh, Akbar Salahi, said, I cannot announce the size of Iran's uranium mine reserves, but the important thing is that before aerial prospecting for uranium ores, we were not optimistic, but the new discoveries have made us very confident. And so that Iranian deal looks more stupid than ever. Uh, uh, Let's move on to this new documentary that's uh, showing Hamas um, indoctrinating children. that's, uh, That's not really a surprise, is it? Because that's Hamas modus operandi for years. No, and the documentary is called Iran, Billions for Terror. And it shows children blowing up mock Israeli villages and parroting Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Amini, who was seen telling an adoring Iranian crowd (coughs) the entire world, particularly the world of Islam, is duty-bound and obliged to help the Palestinian people with as many weapons as possible. The documentary is produced by the Centre for Near East Policy Research and filmed by a team of Arab reporters at various locations in Gaza. And one of the most disturbing aspects of the footage is the recent introduction of terror training to little girls. The Hamas summer camp's mantra, we will sacrifice our lives for the sake of Allah. And that's chanted in the documentary by the children over and over again. With billions of dollars of unfrozen assets expected to be unfrozen and available to Iran, Iranian leaders have stated they will continue to fund Hamas. And Hamas's relationship with Iran has improved considerably, and uh, that suggests a very practical terror attacks into Israel uh, sometime in the near future. In Gaza, there are over 50 camps in which 15,000 children are being trained. And so this indoctrination is going to have an impact for years to come. It's terrifying. Uh, finally, um, President Obama has been compared to the notorious villain Haman from uh, the, the Book of Esther by a, a prominent Israeli rabbi. That's, um, <laughs> that's certainly saying, saying what he thinks, isn't it? <laughs> well, this guy's a very good friend of mine, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. And uh, he was born in the United States. 
And yes, he's been describing President Barack Obama as Haman, the notorious villain from the Book of Esther. He said the President of the United States is lashing out at Israel just like Haman lashed out at the Jews. This was reported by the Jerusalem Post, and uh, they say that he said this in a Saturday night speech uh, at the Jerusalem Great Synagogue. The Post reported that Riskin said he could not comprehend what might be going through Obama's mind as the president reportedly was set to make steep compromises in a negotiated deal on Iran's controversial nuclear program. He said, I am not making a politi political statement. I'm making a Jewish statement. The, Jewish, the Jerusalem Post reported that an audience member called out to Riskin that he was being disrespectful to Obama, but he was interrupted by being booed by the crowd. And Riskin said, I am being disrespectful because the President of the United States was disrespectful to my Prime Minister, to my country, to my future, and to the future of the world. So at least you could say there's a cutting-edge situation in the relationship between Obama and Israel at the moment. Yeah. Well, it's, um, we've got plenty of politics of our own here at the moment, but the Middle East is certainly somewhere that uh, there's so much happening. We need to keep an eye on it. Thanks so much again for your insight, Ron. No worries, Al. Thank you very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.